Hello, everybody, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, How Loretta. How are you? Pleasure yeah, to be I back with you again. Thank you. I, I, I was telling him before the show, you know, uh, people on the radio quite often have amazing voices, but Nathan, I just wanted to hear you say good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all you get, folks. Uh, <laughs> Got to charge a premium for extra words. I, I get a limit of five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can talk anytime you want, but you know, sometimes you know, here we are. We're we've got our morning coffee. For those of us in the Seattle area, we're like, oh my goodness, what happened to the sun? And then there's these beautiful voices on the radio, and we're like. Ah, I'm okay now. It's well, it's good. been a while since we've had a gray morning like this. I mean, apart from the marine air, these clouds are going to stick around a little bit longer. So we need something to kind of, you know, brighten up that mood after having yeah. how many days of sun? Like a record-breaking <sighs> five days of 90 above <laughs> or more, something like that. <laughs> yeah, for all of you people out there in the world listening going, what? Seattle had five days of sunny 90-degree weather? And you, yes. We did, and and thank you all that is for that. Thanks, God. And uh, yeah, there's more good stuff coming. So anyway, I'm Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. For the last 27 years, we're still uh, strong and going. And of course, always trying to do things to help people. Um, a couple of quick announcements. I have a Reiki One class coming up Saturday, September 10th. And for those people who are wondering what does their heart want them to do? I have a lot of people telling me they're in transition or transformation and they're like, what could I do? Well, you could study Reiki. Anybody can learn how to do it and it, it enhances your life, enhances everything you do. And if you're interested, you can just go to um, schedule.reikioasis.com and sign up for that. And by the way, I'm gonna have Reiki one in September, Reiki two in October and master training in November. And you could go through all of that training before the end of the year. And I don't know, sometimes when we go do these things, we also find ourselves being directed into our higher path or something that's more closely related to the heart. So I hope you'll join me. I also do a Sunday meditation every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't be there at that time, <laughs> it's not Sunday Church with Loretta. It's just a Sunday meditation. I do record it. And if you sign up, I'll send you a recording. You can listen to it anytime you want. Big shout out and a big hello and a big blessings to my patrons. I am a listener supported show. and you are part of getting these wonderful guests on my show. And I have a wonderful guest, she's waiting in the wings and I just wanna say hi Drayvon and from my heart tears, just connect a little bit in our hearts. <sighs> Cause you know, technology was challenging us. It's been challenging us all week by the way. And so while she's catching her breath, I wanna check in with astrology because whoo, whoo, keep your, your, your little, you know, mist for your face available because we've got a lot going on. Welcome to August. <laughs> August began on the first day of the month with the transformative energy of Uranus, Mars, and the North Node all in alignment. This energy may make you feel unsettled. Uranus is a planet of awakening, change, freedom, and it likes to shake our lives up a bit to help us grow. Uranus aligning with the North Node means our collective destiny is changing. We're being called. Our hearts are, are being activated. 
those of you that brought those desires with you, you know, you were born with them, that, you know, it's time to share your gifts. We, we want them. We like them. They could help us. So what we value as a society, what we have relied on is all up for review. Mars adds a fiery spirit that will supercharge everything going on. And whenever Uranus energy is strong, it is signaling, signaling to us that we have something to surrender, to move into a more authentic place that dwells inside our hearts. In addition, we are currently in what's called the Lion's Gate portal, which peaks on August 8th. This powerful portal aligns us with the central sun, Sirius. It's an actually that that sun aligns with our sun, right? So that it's an astrological alignment, and it's often um, a time of great compass setting, resetting of our lives, and also it's bringing the shadow up. What is the shadow? The shadow is the unresolved things within you, within our collective, within our planet, and so. I say, why not let the love, the love of God, the love of the divine shine upon those areas in you that have been in shadow and bring them into the light. You know, when we own our disowned parts, sometimes we find things out about ourselves that are pretty amazing. Immediately following the portal on August 8th, we have the third supermoon of the year. So it's like one, two, three. The full moon is August 11th. It is in the sign of Aquarius. So the final supermoon illuminates any heavy burdens we've been carrying around, and it is time to let them go. We can choose to close the book on that old part of our life and open it to a fresh, clean page and say, who am I right now? You know, I was talking to people this week about how sometimes we have to let that old part of us go. We've got to kiss it and say, thank you so much for everything you went through. I'm so grateful but you get to define who you are right here, right now. And that definition of you can help direct you into a completely different future. So as we progress through August, we move from Leo season to Virgo season, which activates Regulus, one of the four royal stars in the sky. And this is a beautiful energy that can activate your crown chakras, your intuitive abilities, your higher path, your calling, and it culminates in a beautiful Virgo new moon on August 27th. So just want to say to you, August is a time of change. It's a time for you to really take a look at your life and say, am I who I want to be? And who might that be? And I can't think of a better person to be with us on this day than my beautiful guest, Dr. Drayvon James. And Drayvon, it's just so great to have you here. Um, thank you, really, for taking the time to be here. I know you're a, a, a beautiful, talented, busy lady, but Dr. Drayvon James is a transformation specialist, an international speaker, a radio host, a life coach, an author of Freedom is Your Birthright. She's the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy and Everyday Peace a platform for her to help and inspire others to build the life of their dreams. She also hosts her own weekly radio show, Dr. Drayvon James, Everyday Peace on Unity Radio. And she's also an actress and a pharmacist and a mother. <laughs> and she's on the original Loretta Brown show. Welcome to the show, Drayvon. It's great to have you. <laughs> Welcome. 
I'm in someone else's office. Everything like the chairs uncomfortable. So I'm trying to make myself together. But I'm so super excited to be here today. Everything that you're saying, just so first of all, you both have wonderful soothing voices. I gotta tell you that. Thank you. But um, everything you're saying is just so on point. And you're right. If you've got some time in your hands, you want to try something new, try Reiki. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Thank you. So since we weren't able to do this before the show, and, and because I love to do this and all the audience can do it with me, if everybody would just take a moment, put your hand on your heart, breathe into your heart, and connect through our hearts. And I'm connecting with you, Drayvon, today, and of course, Nathan, and all the listeners. And it might sound oversimplified or corny, but you know, the heart math people tell us that if we take a moment and we connect through our hearts and we go into what's called heart coherence that we bypass our personalities and our egos <laughs> who knew <laughs> and we get to connect with each other at the level of of our soul and our spirit which is really how it should be right absolutely absolutely and, you know, and, and to that, I like to add there, you know, um, whenever we start to have challenges, remember that we're all connected 70 beats per minute, everybody's heartbeat, yeah. everybody's heartbeat, right? 70 beats per minute. And that connects us all. We are all one. So it, it, it's just a tiny reminder to use everything in the universe. Everything is drawing us to source, right? Mm -hmm. and yes, I it is. Where that noise is coming I got the same thing going on. So we just, we just go with it, right? Yeah, we'll go with it. Um, I, I know you've been on my show before and people can go in the archives and find that um, wonderful interview. It's been a couple of years, but I would really like to have you share with us a bit of your story because goodness, the last couple of years are challenging for people, right? There's been a lot of change and, and you know, we have so many things we could talk about today, but I, I really want to talk about well, I want you to tell your story and then I want to talk about how our thoughts affect our lives. <laughs> oh my goodness. There is no more worthy conversation on the planet because all we do is think, think, think all day long. And that's a wonderful start to my story because I, I have to honestly say that whether we would love to say that I thought myself into the position that I am today, <laughs> or if you shudder at the idea of thinking that you could have done this to your life, Either, either end of that spectrum, it is the truth. We are thoughts manifest into things. And so I'd like to take you to the beginning of my journey and my wonderful mom, who I happen to have um, lost in the physical embodiment. She passed away um, last year. And, but she did something amazing with her thoughts, which was the thought of belief, right? That no matter where you are, your thoughts could catapult you to where you want to be. And I think I've told this story many times, I never get tired of saying it, is that as a child, uh, what I thought was horrible at the time is that I spent all day in church on Sunday. Right? <laughs> it's not a big deal. A lot of people do that, right? But I also spent all day in church on Saturday. <laughs> I love your mother already. <laughs> right. But I thought it was torture, right? So on Saturday, we went to a New Thought Church. And on Sunday, we went to a Pentecostal church, right? And my mom would always say to us, never discuss... The Pentecostal church with the New Thought people never discuss 
uh, you know, new thought with Pentecostal. And in my mind, I, you know, as a child sitting through all this, I'm like, well, I don't know why they're all very similar. <laughs> right. 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 Amongst themselves, um, they thought themselves to be different. So that drives us back to the 70, beat, 70 heartbeats per minute, right? We're all tied from the same source. So um, through that upbringing was my foundation of knowing that, um, you know, what I was hearing and learning and being able to, to, um, put those two worlds together in my mind, if you will, helped me to decide that whatever I wanted to do with my life, there was no limitations in this journey. So to your introductional point is that, yeah, I, I became a pharmacist, you know, and um, over 30 years practicing pharmacy, I was married for over 27 years. And when it was time to say goodbye to that to that union in that manner, I was able to do that grace, gracefully and transition into whatever next role, we'll see what the universe has for me. But um, as an actress and as um, a motivational speaker and you know life coach, all those things tie into my belief, which is that everything that shows up in your life, the good, the bad, the wanted and the unwanted has shown up for the same reason. And that is to bow down in service as we consciously create our next level of greatness. And we want to do that on purpose. We really want to do that on purpose. We want to lead with our heart, like you just said. The mind rationalizes anything that it wants to rationalize. But we want to lead with our heart and move in the directions of our most wild creative dreams that we know would not only serve us, but to serve the people that are meant to be blessed by our lives. I am. Um, I'm kind of smiling while you're talking. I'm, I love your story. Um, I have to tell you, I'm always kind of looking for like, wow, we have some things in common. So I was raised in the Baptist church and then my father had me read all this stuff on the side. He's like, don't tell your mother. And, and I'm reading things like The Power of Positive Thinking and Neville Goddard and Wallace Waddles, right? You know, and then we would go car shopping and talk about that. <laughs> right? <laughs> See yourself there. <laughs> Sundays after church, right? So um, I, I am I'm just smiling because I do think that we're in a time of, of really understanding how all of this works, right? And that we are co-creators, you know? So, yeah. We come from a source, right? We, yeah, you're we just, so right. We are co-creators and we can look around, you know, and really look just today alone, what we've chose to create. I'm on the East Coast, so it's in the afternoon, almost here, right? But what, you can look at your life and say, what have I chosen to create? Even with my conversations, what have I chosen to create thus far today? Really make it plain and simple in your life. It really doesn't have to be so woo-woo and far out science sounding because it isn't. We create every day. We're just not paying aware, uh, attention to it. Yes, we are. And I'm thinking, so, and like I said, this conversation is so timely. I've, I've had repeated conversations with people lately about, okay, so I have lived a certain life, right? Let's just say that. And this, my storyline has been blah, blah, blah. And my identity has been blah, 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 right? And, and, and I don't like it. Like, I don't know, like where I ended up. So just jump in there and kind of run with that concept. Oh, I, I love this topic. I got to tell you, 
I coach a lot of people from executive coaching to life coaching. And no matter what we're talking about, it does come down to what you just said so beautifully, right? I do this. I've done that. I'm from here. I'm from there. And what I, and I'm not happy or not satisfied or not fulfilled with where I am now. And it's going to sound really simplistic when I say it at first. I don't mean to be um, cavalier about it because we're going to unpack this today because I love this topic. Yeah. And that is that change your mind, you will change your life, right? Now, changing our mind is not as easy as it sounds. Changing our mind, I know, I don't know if you guys can hear all that beeping. I apologize. I have okay. no idea where it's coming from. Um, yeah. But changing your mind is not as easy as it sounds because 47% of the activities that we do all day long are habitual, but we do them without even thinking. So if you're a person who gets up and the first thing you do is you, you sigh and, and you know just disgust at everything you have ahead of you, you do that habitually. You do that, that is something you've taught yourself to do. So we have to go into this, you know, I'm going to use this phrase and you'll get it being raised in the Baptist church, but you know, we have to be willing to be born again. Every day, right? We have to be willing to be born again. That means we have to be willing to reteach ourselves everything, right? What does this mean to me? Don't go into that space that we so easily do is that we, we see something, we feel something, we hear something, and we automatically determine what that means to us. Let's be born again in that space and let's stare at that and let's listen to that and receive that as though it is foreign to us. And wow. redefine its meaning. Yeah. Redefine that tone that triggers you. Redefine that. Redefine fear because fear is the number one enemy to movement in the direction that you want to go. Right? We heard that phrase that you probably heard it too. You know, um, the devil you the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Right? <laughs> we use people stuff, right? Yeah. Right. So and, and, and reverse that and just say, you know, I'm so curious about what it would mean if I responded differently to this feeling that I've called fear. What if, what if that feeling was excitement? They're really the same. It's the same charge. It's the same release of cortisol. It's all of that. It's, it's a stress release. We call it fear. We could call it excitement. We could change the emotion behind it and be driven because of it instead of being choosing to be paralyzed. And it doesn't sound like a choice, I know, because we've been reacting to it so long that way. So now we've got to really engage our full being and say, I am choosing. Oh, I feel that familiar feeling in my stomach, in my head, in my spine, around my shoulders. Be aware of what you used to do and yeah. now become consciously aware of what you want to do. Wow, everything you're saying is so rich and full uh, because it's spot on and it's exactly what I wanted to talk about. When we are, yeah, <laughs> like, well, which one of my 50 questions? When, when we're doing this, when we're unpacking this, when we're taking a look, I mean, like, I think the first thing is the realization that actually I'm not happy, right? Somebody might say, I, I, I'm not happy. I mean, I'm not unhappy. Well, I am un you, like that. They'll do that thing where they're not even really sure how they feel and they know they want to do something different, but then they say, I don't have any idea what that is. So how so do they, yeah, yeah, go through that yeah. right there for one second, because two things are happening, right? The first thing you started off with, with this uh, morning was talking about the heart. Your heart has said to you, it is not fulfilled. Now, your ego doesn't like that. So your ego jumps in and starts to rationalize things for you that we engage the head, 
right? It's too soon to engage the head. We're starting to look for all the answers instead of really being in that space of feeling first. You know, just this is what I feel. And you're right. So many people are unaware of what they feel. They are aware, but what they do is that before they can really sit with that feeling, they engage the head, the intellect, if you will, to rationalize. And that's where all the confusion comes from. I do, I don't, I will, I won't, I don't know, I guess it's okay. And all along you look back, it's been 10 years, you've been sitting in the same place, and yes, you are unfulfilled, right? So just being in that space and saying, yes, I feel unfulfilled here. I don't have to rationalize it. I don't have to make any move yet. I just want to be in this space. And when the next thing comes, acknowledge that, become aware of that, become comfortable with that. It's okay. It's okay. Because that feeling is meant to catapult you to your next level of greatness, but you've got to allow yourself to be aware of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it. So we do have to pause and we do have to take a look at where am I right now? And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time fussing about the past, like, oh, my goodness, this thing, and I can't give it up. And, you know, it was 30 years ago, or, you know, and then worried about the future. What if I choose the wrong thing? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. can't choose wrong. You know, we are so caught up in this, you know, good or bad um you know, wrong or right. And that's how, you know, when I was doing my introduction, I said, you know, everything in this life, you know, the good and the bad. And I, I've changed it to say the wanted and the unwanted, right? Because nothing really is bad. You can use everything that shows up in your life, right? So just because you didn't want it doesn't mean it won't be useful. It doesn't mean you need to linger there, right? But you first got to acknowledge, you know, I always use this example of, of awareness. And if you walked into your room, and you said, oh my gosh, I, this room that I'm in here is blue. If I said, I want these walls to be yellow. Well, I first must be willing to accept the fact that the walls are blue. <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> in order to make the change to these walls to be yellow, right? Now, how simple is that sound We're talking about paint? But there is no complexity really in when we talk about Hang on. we have to be really willing to accept the field. Okay. Well, what what do I need to be fulfilled? Now we can go there. No judgment. I'm not gonna judge these walls because they're blue. They're blue. I want yellow, right? You know, I'm unfulfilled here. No judgment with that. I don't have to say this is a horrible thing. It's just unfulfilling to me. I don't have to attach all this other stuff to it. Yeah, you said something great there. Um, <laughs> number one, I was envisioning going into the blue room going, no, no, not blue, <laughs> right, you know. And, and, and you're right, you do have to say, well, it's blue and I want it yellow. But we people do attach judgment, yeah. right? That's bad, that's good, you know. Yeah. And then we get all that judgment involved, right? And then we feel guilty for judging, you know, we feel... And all of that just stalls us out. It, it's our way, I think, of the ego saying that I am comfortable, you know, knowing what I know. Knowing what I know, right? The ego I like to think of as like a two-year-old child. Yeah, you know, we all love two-year-olds. They're, they're, they're wonderful, right? But we know that we not, would not use a two-year-old to make our decisions for us, right? So the, the ego says, you know, you're admitting that you don't, you're not happy here, but the ego says, yeah, but I'm comfortable here. You see, I've only got the capacity of a two-year-old and change is not what I do. 
right? So it gets into this judgment and all that kind of thing to keep you trapped and to distract you, right? Instead of saying, you know, and we can overcome the ego. We can, you know, we don't fight the ego. We can subdue the ego easily if we would like to, right? Spend the time there. But we, you know, we accept it. Say, oh yeah, I see, I see the ego is engaged. And I, I, I realize that you're judging that. I myself place no judgment on that. That's all. <laughs> I, I sometimes use, um, I'm going to say a touch of humor just to stalk myself, you know, witness myself doing that going, oh, Loretta, you're doing that thing again, right? <laughs> How's that working, right? Just to kind of draw it up to where I can take a look at it and not, you know, beat myself up for beating myself up, so to speak. Yeah, humor is so good. This morning at four o'clock in the morning, I normally get up at four thirty. At four o'clock, I woke straight up, and I woke. My eyes opened up, and the first thing was my schedule, and I, I began to worry. Oh, I get this again. I'll never get it done, right? And so then I said to myself, I said, "Well, Trayvon, if, since you've chosen to wake up at four o'clock to worry, you might as well just go ahead and <laughs> you might as well just go ahead and give up that extra half an hour of, of sleep. Up with you now, right?" <laughs> But I love that humor. I love it because I could sit there and be, oh, you know, I just made that little funny joke with myself, got myself up, and here we are, you know? And so we, we really do have to have fun with ourselves. Make, make that time for laughter. Turn everything around to this could be my best moment, even with this worry, even with this confusion, even, yeah, okay, right? Turn it around. Make yourself smile. I love that so much. <laughs> I could lay here and worry for half an hour. Actually, I could use that extra half an hour for getting things done. <laughs> I'm going to remember just, that one. I love it. <laughs> and then, you know, I want to actually myself, see, that's what you get for waking up a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Anyway, uh, this is Loretta Brown. Um, my wonderful guest today, Dr. Drayvon James, we're going to take a station break and don't go away because when we get back, I want to talk, um, I want to unpack this more. I'm with you. It's, it's so cliche, but it's so appropriate. This is really good stuff this morning. I want to talk when we come back about um, our identities. What does that mean? What is an identity and how do we change them? So, so Loretta Brown will be right back. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Woohoo! Listen to your heart. Great music, Nathan. Thanks so much. Yeah. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my wonderful guest, Dr. Drayvon James. Always a delight to have you here from Everyday Peace and 80 million other wonderful things she does. I want to remind the listeners these shows are archived. 
you can download them for free and literally there are years and years and years of them right <laughs> but you can find them at the uh, archives for the original loretta brown show at 1150 uh, kknw and of course we're on itunes podcast one spotify uh, twitter we're all over the place so please check them out and also be sure to check out um uh, Drave, Dr. Drayvon James. Uh, DrDrayvonJames.com is her website, and she also has a great book called Freedom is Your Birthright, and she does coaching. You might want to reach out. So I want to ask you, um, I know you've, you're an actress, as well as many other wonderful things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about identities that people take on. Can you talk about that? And has your ability to be an actress helped given you any insight into those sort of identities that people wear and you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i think you know i, I love that we brought up acting because um, i was in a show a number of years ago and um the host was said you know well uh, acting is so phony and pretend and uh actually is absolutely different than that right it is probably the realest form of self-expression because it is it makes you aware and makes me aware as an actress that I get to choose. I get to choose. They're just words on a page. Right? I get to choose how to develop this character. Now the director's going to love it or the director's going to hate it either. I'll get the part or I won't get the part, but I am creating that person. There are words, right, that showed up on that page that were written by somebody else, but I get to make a choice about the identity of that person. How creative is that? Now, here's how I equate that to my life and to the lives of those that I coach is that we get a scene every day that shows up, right? I mean, some of those players we didn't choose and we would not <laughs> choose given our choice, right? And we wouldn't have chose those scenarios, but, but it shows up. But here's the most important part as the main player, the main actress in your life, you get to choose who you want to show up as in that moment. You can shock your whole audience, right? Don't we like that in our favorite show? Like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought that she would have done that, right? So when we're watching TV or we're in a movie, we're delighted by that, right? But we get to do that in our own life. Just because we've been playing a certain role, we've, we've chosen certain responses for 30, 40, 50 plus years, doesn't mean that we get to do, that we have to do that. We get to do it if we want to, but we don't have to do that. And that's where seeing your life, my life as an actress, I love this because it becomes more and more clear every time I audition that, oh, I created that character. When I show up here in this place or when I show up at home or anyplace else, I get to create who I want to be. Isn't that fun? And people will sometimes say, oh, isn't that phony? No, that's the power of creation. If you are not liking what you're receiving in your life right now, knowing that, as you said, you are a co-creator in this, and the only change that's worth committing to or putting a lot of effort in is changing the self that you present, right? Changing how you choose to perceive. Yep, perception is a choice, right? Changing those things about you to create an identity, that makes you feel full, whole, as we say, peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken in in this moment right here, in this moment. Who is it that you need to show up as? How do you need to perceive this in order for you to get the most benefit out of it? We can stop doing and stop thinking about things the way we used to. We didn't get the results that we wanted, so we know it doesn't work, 
right? right. So let's try. And, and it takes play. It takes. It takes. Um, who is who? Who said this? Uh, Florence Goldfield said, "Right, the game of life and how to play yeah. it." Right. Yeah. It's a game. It it feels really really serious. I get that. Right, because it does in my life too. But realizing, yeah. bringing that laughter, as you mentioned, bringing that laughter back into it, bringing that spontaneity, that curiosity, that childlike curiosity, instead of saying, "Well, I've always my mother did it this way, my grandmother did it this way, I'm doing it this way." Well, you're you. How does it feel to do it that way? If you love it, keep doing it. If you want change, like so many of us do, yeah. try something different. Try it on for size. If you don't like it, you can go back to the old way. Yeah. I don't remember who it was that said that something to this extent of, it, 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 this is not the correct quote, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Something to that extent. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love, I love yeah. that quote. I use it all the time too. And it's, you know, they said, another one I like to say, drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. I use that a lot when people say, I can't forgive. I'm like, well, unforgiveness is like poison. So you're drinking that unforgiveness poison and it's only rotting you from the inside out. The other person's probably gone on. We don't want to speculate what they're doing with their life, but I can guarantee you they're not drinking the poison of unforgiveness. So we don't, we don't keep doing the same thing over and over again and thinking we're going to get different results. We don't keep drinking the poison of unforgiveness, thinking we're going to get better or that another person's going to get harmed because of it right? Really want to do those things, right? Do those things. And we're going to talk about some tips and things that people can do. Do those things right now that could catapult you to your next level of greatness. It will not feel 100% um, comfortable at first. That's okay. That's all right. New shoes. If you're like me and you like stilettos and all that kind of stuff, they never feel 100% comfortable the first time. <laughs> But they look so good. What can right. you do, right? After, right. They look good. And after a while, they feel marvelous. You just keep going. You keep walking in it. If yeah. that's where you want to go. Yeah. So um, you, you said tips and things. I, I don't want to forget that. But I, I want to bring this point out. So a lot of people act like they're victims. And I think that they identify with that somehow. Like, you know, if you say to them, well, what would you like to do? And they're like, oh, I'd love to, you know, fly to the moon. And then they're like, oh, but I couldn't do that, right? You know, because of X, Y, Z. Can you just uh, talk to that just a little bit? Because yeah. I think it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. I love that too. You're bringing up all the good points because being, a, being um, seeing yourself as a victim is purposely choosing, emphasis on the word purposefully. That means you are purposely choosing to make yourself powerless. Who would yeah. do that? Who would do that? Right? If we knew this, so you know, I'm going to say, think of yourself as a superhero. Let's say you're, you know, a uh, Superman and you purposely say, I want to make myself powerless. No, of course you don't. But we're so accustomed to doing that. It's a habit, right? So I can tell you this little trick. Whenever you tell somebody a story about what happened to you, you are no longer the victim. Uh, not that you need to keep telling yourself the story, but I want to tell you how to rethink this story the victim would have succumbed to the circumstances and would not be able to tell you the story of what happened, right? right? That makes you the victor. This is me telling you the story about something that could have overtaken me. But I stand here before you today, I sit here before you today to tell you what happened as the victor of yet another situation. 
look at me. I'm winning all the time. And people who tell me, oh, a thousand horrible things happened to them. And they, they, they said, why are you smiling? I'm like, because you are the most powerful person I've met today. Yeah. You have overcome 100% of those things that you're telling me about. My goodness, do you know how powerful you are? Right? The worse that story is, the more powerful you are because you are here talking about it. Yeah. Now, your next step, receive that, that you are the victor over that. Now your next step is to say, and I walk in the power of that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So try that on besides, because if you say you are the victim of something and you want to use excuses and realize that because the ego wants you to do that, right? Because the ego doesn't like change. It doesn't like spontaneity. It does not like the unknown. It knows that story about the past. It's comfortable there, right? So you've got to challenge it just a little bit to say, you know what? Yeah, I see that. I see it differently now, though. I see it as me being the victor over all of that stuff. And whatever I want to do and set my mind to, I bet you I can do it. Did you see what I did back there? Right. So look at it that way. That's a beautiful way to put it. Um, I say those things, but you said it in such a great way. And I'm, I'm very visual, you know, in my head. <laughs> right. But um, I had this image of, you know, how we all love these hero movies where like, you know, the people are crawling through the mud and they're getting all beat up. And then at the end they make it and they're all bloody and they got their hands in the air. And I'm like, but that's it. You know, cause that person's it, maybe they'll talk about those hard times, but they're like, man, I, I did it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I do that too. I run these little skits in my head, you know, and I think yeah. of people walking in, you know, like David and Goliath, I, or I see you like with a slingshot and here's this big ferocious person and you walk in and you're trembling, but you walk in anyway, victory number one. Cause I, you know, I showed up anyway. I only yeah. got a slingshot, but I showed up anyway, right? And then you win. You better tell that story differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than I was all beat down. No, you right. weren't. I, right. 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 And I don't wow. what you walk away with. You walked away. That makes you the victor. You're telling this. You get to tell the story about what happened. Not someone else is telling the story of how they defeated you. It's like I know this is what happened. That makes you the victor. Yeah. I want to put this uh, piece into the show. You grew up in poverty in the south side of Chicago. I just want people to put that in perspective. Um, how did that shape you? Oh my goodness. If there's ever a David and Goliath story, right? If there ever is walking into a, to a situation with just a slingshot, you know, and, and, and here you are in, in this world that seems to say you're nothing, you're, you know, you'll never make it, you don't have enough, right? I, but here's what I had. I had my mom, I had my brother, my sister, and I had my mom's tremendous faith, right? Against all of those tremendous things that happen in poverty, you can only imagine, right? And my mother's belief and my mother's correct thinking and teaching about the power of the mind, right? And so, Knowing that, I could have walked to the other side of that. I remember when I went to college in Boston and I saw just opulence. I was like, what? <laughs> People live like this? And so, you know, I just, just amazed, right? And I could have entered that situation by saying, I'm not equipped to be here, right? But I entered that situation saying, I am more equipped for this situation than anybody that's here. I have endured some really hard times, right? And still maintain a very high GPA, right? And here I am in the lap of luxury, if you will, <laughs> right? I use my story to say, right? I have, I have 
overcome and been victorious in much harder situations. So when I got to pharmacy school, they said, no one can work full time and go to pharmacy school. I worked full time and went to pharmacy school, right? And I was like, oh yeah, piece of cake, piece of cake. Because, and it was not a piece of cake, by the way, it was a lot of work, but I had that prior history of being what people would call a victim, but I chose to see myself as victorious. It was just a change of same word, you know, start, we'll start with the letter B, but I changed the meaning of that situation for myself. And I had a coach, I had a coach for 17 years, 18 years, which was my mom. I encourage people, that's one of my great tips to get a coach, you pick a winning team. If you are an adult, you're picking the people that you wanna be around a lot of the time. Choose wisely. Pick a winning team to support you. So I had my, my mom coaching me for 17 years. When I got to that situation, I was able to see myself as victorious. And I realized that I had always been faced with those things for such a time as this. I love that so much. Um, I actually believe that's absolutely true and spot on. Um, and it gives you that inner strength, like you're developing abilities as you grew up that, oh, you know, at the time you're just like, well, this is the way it is, right? This is what we do, right? But later on, you know, there's always that contrast of those people over there are doing that and I'm doing this. And you also brushed across something that a lot of people um, have trouble with, and that's imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to be here doing this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you that that a lot of my clients also deal with that, too, so that, you know, here's a mantra that I've used for many, many years. I am enough. I know enough. I love enough. I give enough. That giving piece, that last one, I say it for the end. I give enough. When you take the focus yeah. off of receiving and put the focus on giving, it will neutralize that feeling of imposter syndrome. Because when you have given all that you have to give, boy, that feels good. It feels good. If you know that, gosh, I could have helped one person. And I get letters and emails all of the time about, oh my goodness, you said this and it really helped me here. And you know, and I show up sometimes like, I, you know, I don't know. We're gonna help a whole room full of astronauts. They know they're astronauts. Right? <laughs> but um, and you, you get these emails and I say, oh my gosh, when you said this, so when you show up saying, oh, I know enough, I have enough, I love enough, I give enough. Wow. Don't worry about receiving. That, that imposter syndrome yeah. will just drop. Yeah. That's Make that a daily. Yeah, I, I love that because a lot of people are quote unquote wounded or they carry something around because they didn't receive back. They didn't get from that person or that event what they expected to get, right? So, But you don't know where it's coming from, right? No. You, it's, the universe is balanced. Understand that there is no lack in the universe. You just, we don't, I don't get to choose what way, who's going to return it to, right? You give the love. Right? You give it openly. You don't know where it's going to come back in some tremendous way. Ours is to stay conscious, right? Know what color your wall is, right? <laughs> stay conscious, stay aware, right? And you see these magical things, these wonderful things happening to you. And you say, oh my goodness, I don't know what thing I did to deserve this good thing, but I'm grateful. So can you talk um, just a little bit about what systems are? What are systems? Why do we need to develop them? Mm -hmm. So I, I start off by saying that 47% of our activities are habitual, 
right? And so a system is what I call magical habits. It means that we are going to create these habits on purpose, right? And they can be, you always start with the simplest thing and they're different for different people. I'm going to be but a system says that I'm going to do things intentionally, not to reach a goal, but to become the person I want to become. How empowering is that? To become the person I want to become. What are the attributes of that person? How do they, how do they respond to fearful, uh, hostile even? or scary circumstances, what, do, what does that person do, the person that you would like to be? How do they respond when, when they're not feeling well or, or when they're confused? When they have a new, new height that they want to reach in their life, becoming that person. So making the systems that help you to become that person. And I want to tell you that once you, de- once you decide who you want to become, and get very, very creative, as detailed as you can. It may be very general in the beginning, but as you start to flush it out, here are three areas that you can look at. What is the health of that person like, right? What are the relationships that that person has? First with self, then with external people. What are the relationships that they have, right? What is their wealth like? What, how, how do they make their money? What, you know, what, what kind of business are they in? That sort of gives you a skeleton to help you work with, right? To say, you know, when I work with my clients, I say health, wealth, and relationships. Define the person that you want to be in all of those areas. And then let's go to work. How do we go to work? We pick the easiest thing in those three categories. So let's say a lot of people say, oh, it's, you know, I, I, my health goal is to lose 10 pounds. Okay, what's the easiest thing that you could do to lose 10 pounds? Drink more water? Great. How much water are you currently drinking? One glass a day. Well, let's up that to two glasses a day. Very, very easy. We, we always start out easy. And why do we do that? We start out easy because that relaxes the ego. It's not, you don't want to see, like they said, don't scare the two-year-old. You will not be happy with the results, right? Don't scare the ego. Relax the ego. Say, oh, wow, that wasn't hard. Look at that. And the ego gets all puffed up. It's excited because it's got a win. You definitely do have a win, right? And then we go to the next thing that you want to do on becoming the person that you want to become. We're not focused on the 10 pounds. That's the goal. But we're more focused on the person that you want to become. So when you have that system, you know, thinking about that, a system is just a magical habits, meaning that we choose these habits. We start small. We start easy. Right. We unpack it. Health, wealth and relationships. Right. There are some things that we can do. And I don't know how much time we got left, but I do want to say this. There are some things that we can do that will um, set the foundation for success in, in those three areas, health, wealth, and relationship. And they're going to sound so fundamental. You're going to just start laughing, but I can tell you they work. I track them with my clients. I track them with myself. Number one thing is some form of movement of your body every day to the extent that you can move your body. Some commit to it, right? Some form of movement every day, commit to it. Secondly is um, looking at... Uh, Reading something every day. I don't care if it's the back of a cereal box. <laughs> Read something every day because that creates more neural pathways in the brain. That's it. it just keeps the brain active. Next is to journal something. Lots of people are away from journaling. The more the more technologically advanced you become, the less we, we want to write. Yes. 
but writing is, I'll give you this, you probably will never forget it. Writing is, as far as I know, we are the only creatures on the earth who can take something from an unseen world and manifest it in, in the physical world. When you have a thought, it's in the unseen world. It is reminds you, reminds your consciousness that, oh my gosh, I am creative. You take that thought and you reduce it to paper in the physical world. What? <laughs> I can't take your thoughts right now unsaid to me and produce them in the physical world. I don't know what you're thinking, right? right? But I know what I'm thinking. When I get quiet and I listen, I know what I'm thinking. I take those thoughts, I reduce them to in the physical world, and then I marvel at that, take a moment and be excited about that. Drayvon, you just took something from an unseen world, the world of thought, and produced it in the physical world. You yeah. magical, powerful being you, right? So that's amazing, right? So we, we got those. And, and lastly, lastly is gratitude. Find something to be grateful for every day. I'm going to tell you this really quick story because I know that there's somebody right now who is going through it. And they're like, I can't think of a doggone thing to be grateful for. When 2015, that was my story. I lost my um, marriage. My marriage started to crumble. I lost my job and I got diagnosed with a um, health disorder, all within matters of a um, few months of each other. Can you imagine? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's my health, my wealth, and my relationships. And everything was crumbling. And I'm practicing what I'm telling you, right? And one day I'm in my kitchen and I'm just not feeling well. And I, I lie down on the kitchen floor because it was nice and cool down there. And that's how unwell I was feeling. And while I'm down there, I start to smile. And I said, uh, gosh, what are you smiling about? <laughs> and I thought to myself, with everything that's going in the wrong direction, so it would seem right now, right now, what do you have to be grateful for? And I remember that earlier that morning, I woke up and I wrote down, I'm grateful that I can blink, yes, blink my eyes, without assistance. Because that morning when I woke up, I could think of, I'm like, I don't know what I'm grateful for, right? But you, you lie there, you stay in that space until you could think of something. And when I thought about that, I, it just caused me to roar with laughter. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I could then in that moment, because I would, you know, had reintroduced um, laughter into my life and happiness in my life, I could rattle off the 10, 20 things easily that I was grateful for, right? You have a gratitude practice it increases your creativity. You can't find your way out of that situation. Increase your gratitude. You'll increase, you know, your reading, whatever, whatever it is. You're creating more neural pathways. You're opening up your heart. We talked about that heart math today. You're opening up your heart, right, to give and receive. That is the foundation of creating a system that helps you become the person you want to become, who has the things, by the way, that you want to have show up in your life. Wow, I love what you said. That was a uh that was that was golden. Those are the keys right there, right? And I'm also hearing you say, you know, habits, right? It, and it's not about the goal, it's about becoming that person. Wow, that's you, big. Yeah. You're so right. When you become that person, don't worry about it. those goals are they, they're sure and you're gonna hit those goals. Become the person because without becoming the person, here's what happens. You hit the goal, but you can't maintain it. It's not consistent in your life. You're not her, you're not him yet. 
right. become that person through this very, very basic and simplistic process. It only takes your commitment. It takes you putting together a team. I'm really serious about that. Yes. Get people on your team who support where you want to go, not yes. people who will join you in a pity party. That's not a good team. Yeah. I'm also thinking, because you said earlier, pick a winning team. Yeah. And so many people come to me and they will share that, you know, my friends told me that, you know, if I do blah, 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 they'll really support me in my success, but they don't, right? There ends up being this kind of jealousy or you're making them uncomfortable because you're shining too bright, right? So, you know, it's just, it's just you know, I love sports analogy, right? People, players get traded all the time, right? It's okay. It doesn't mean they're not a good player. They just don't fit on your team any longer. It doesn't mean you have to ostracize. I mean, we still, you know, deal socially but this is my all-star team right right and as you evolve your team members will change they have to yeah. or else you're not evolving yeah that's actually mm -hmm. true so we have just a couple minutes can you talk about everyday peace yeah oh. mm -hmm. go ahead <laughs> no 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 go ahead and where to find you you know all that stuff the cows come home to the cows come home i love i love everyday peace and i started off by saying that everyday peace means um for us people think that it's like sitting zen like and i wish we could do that all day long but we're in the world right and so it we define peace as wholeness completeness nothing missing nothing broken totality that means that whatever shows up in our life wanted or unwanted we consciously are making the choice to use that situation to create the life that we want by becoming the person that we want. And so I offer a lot of platforms to help people do that. I have a whole coaching program, Everyday Peace Coaching Program. I started um, Next Step Leadership Academy where I coach women specifically. And um, I have a, a Facebook page, which I would love people to join, which is called um, Leaders in High Heels. And we talk about using leadership. I've been in leadership and healthcare for over 30 years. And those skills are transferable. They're transferable and you can use those skills to improve your health, improve your wealth, improve your relationships. So I teach that. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a group of wonderful women who we bind together and we have this similarity that we want to improve something in our life, whether, whether it's in the corporate world or in our home or with our family or just with ourselves, because the, the most essential improvement you can have is the acceptance and awareness of self and being loving yourself enough to say, I am, I am or I am not fulfilled, whatever your case is, and this is what I'm going to do about it. I love that. So you offer lots of stuff. Where do they find you? You can find me on my website, which is um, DravonJames.com. I'm also, I have my regular program. It's not on Unity Online anymore. That station oh. um, is no longer in existence. It's on Mind, Body, and Spirit, but you can okay. use on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. So just if you Google Dravon James, Dr. Dravon James, DR, you'll find um, my website and you'll find me on so many different platforms as well. That's wonderful. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Any last words? My yes, I do. Last words is this. I want to go back to imposter syndrome because I know a lot of people are dealing with that. Stick with knowing if you know nothing else that you are enough and you are giving enough. Stay right there. Thank you so much, love. Everybody out there, stay safe. Lots of love. Thank you, Dr. Drayvon James.